Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... As always, Steve Poole. <laughs> yeah, the beady. And... <laughs> and G. <laughs> He's going to tell everyone the Civil War is coming. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Barriaco. <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Oh, great. Swell. I haven't seen you in a little bit. How are you? Yeah, I know. We have a new recording schedule where we're around each other far less. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, it makes my life so much better. Just I miss not. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> On an emotional deep level. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Sorry. About powerful. That, that okay. was a powerful one. I get, I get sad when, when we don't do the show. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's really I mean, the only uh, time I hang out with my friends. You can yeah. you can give us a call anytime. We can do yeah, things. Yeah, like, I'm like 30 minutes away from each of you, so it's I'm down the yeah. block. He's yeah, he's yeah. walking distance. <laughs> Brian went to pick Brian picked me up from my house there and he missed it. I drove past uh, his house. Past yeah. my house. To be fair, I've only been there like twice. It's right. still new, you know. Yeah. Did you turn you turn on from route 36 yeah. or did you go the other okay yeah yeah so I, I remember it because and it's i actually didn't shop. go past your house i thought i did i thought so There's i was like two minutes away him. i know yeah. i i know there was a tackle shop but at one point i zoned so, out and i was like did i miss don't it stop telling people where i live <laughs> so i'm gonna figure it out <laughs> it's a tackle shop there's a million yeah but you know autists listen to this show they've got powers <laughs> <laughs> All right, doorbell rings. Valid point. Yeah. Doorbell yeah. rings, fan of the show. He's like, hey, I just want you to sign this. Shows up at my house, uninvited. He just wants something He's signed. an uninvited guest. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, guys. <laughs> um, well, speaking of 36, I fucking hit a deer the other you day. You hit a deer or something? I hit a deer. Really? Did we yeah. ever tell that story? Did we ever I tell think it? So. It just happened. I, I, no, no, you hit a deer or something. Oh, yeah. Not your Canadian yeah, story, yeah, probably, yeah. but that's, that's no, funny. I actually hit a deer. Fucking, you moved, to New, okay. you moved to New Jersey and this shit happened. That's it. You messed up your car. Fucking, um, it was 4 30 in the morning. I get pulled over by a cop because it was pouring out. And I, and I was, you know, you know, the new headlights that every car has. The LEDs. worst things in the they world. They blind you yeah. when they're coming in the opposite direction. So I was fucking blinded, just pouring out. Mm -hmm. And I, I was in between. The lanes for like a couple of feet because you couldn't see yes and the cop comes and pulls me over to see if i was drunk of course i was not drunk yeah. so i'm blind officer <laughs> so he was just like all right get out of here he was you weren't drunk you were coked up but <laughs> but if he hadn't done that i wouldn't have been in front of this fucking deer well the deer in front of me so it wouldn't have happened so i blame this cop for this fucking happening the deer jumped over a divider into the front of my car yep. and destroyed it. My car has got like four grand of damage on it. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, we need yeah. to raise money. We're What's with these deer? After you told me this, that story, uh -huh. yesterday I took my dog to Bellworks for a walk. Uh -huh. Bellworks is um, where they shoot Severance. It's like a kind of indoor mall almost, Severance. but there's offices I love and stuff. Yeah, you like that show? Oh, I love it. Did you see package? it? I haven't watched it, no. Dude, oh. But I, awesome. I, I do, I jog and walk there. Mm -hmm. And last night, like after I got done watching some stuff, I was like, you know, I'm going to go for you a walk with porn? my dog. 
Yeah. So <laughs> watch some stuff. Well, I watched it's like the worst I, thing you can I watched say. one of the movies that we recorded. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So opposite. Yeah. Right. So I, I went for a walk with my dog and on the way there it was so foggy last night I couldn't see. I almost hit a deer and you popped into my fucking head. That would have made me so happy. Imagine it's the same deer. The same deer. He's, just he's out to get He's out yeah. just fucking throwing himself into traffic. <laughs> fucking guy. I like I wonder. I wasn't going very fast. I was probably going about 35, 40 miles okay. an hour. Does that kill a deer? Like, is he going to wander off and die now, like from internal injuries? You'd be surprised. There wasn't any surprised. blood on the car. I got fur, though. I hit a deer before. I know you have. On Christmas Day. Yeah. And uh, there was fur in my car, and I it think It took I you hours it. to find him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just driving around looking for Christmas. it he's, he's like, looking for it I just gotta find one of these motherfuckers what were you doing in the sky because that's the only place you can hit deer on Christmas um, <laughs> I'll say this I hit that I hit that deer light and it, it did some damage and there was hair um, yeah I had but I, I ran had over fur. its leg and it, I saw it ran over its leg I saw it limp away because it fell under my car oh my god it, it jumped it no, the same thing one... it did to you it jumped to the front and it, it instead of it like when I, I tried stopping, it fell under and like my car didn't stop in time and it uh, kind of got ran over. This thing is like directly in front of me, like right in the center. Like the headlights are not affected by it. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> just your hood. The hood and the the grill and the radiators fucked up. So it's pretty big deer. It's probably dead. I think it was a doe because I didn't notice antlers. It literally it happened in a flash, man. Like mm -hmm. this this was yeah. so fast. But it's nighttime. It's, it's like, four in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It's pitch black. It, yeah. it, it, it was like, it's in front of me. I hit it and then it's gone. And I got like a glimpse. If I blinked, I would have missed it. That's why we got to we gotta hunt more because it wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen if we just killed most of them. <laughs> well, you know my theory to deal with these sorts of populations. Me and you have discussed Yeah, that. we've discussed this theory and I think it's a brilliant one. What's that? I, so Staten Island has a deer population. Serious problem. Every that. one of them is tagged. Yeah. My idea, though, was to release bears into the Staten Island's woods. Okay. To take care of the deer. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think you need a predator there to deal right. with the deer. Yes. Right. Obviously, you know, in, in suburbia. Yeah. And then, I had to, <laughs> and then I had to reassure Brian that bears uh, don't eat deer. Yeah. So we would yeah, have a deer and a bear problem. Yeah, unless you're putting gri grizzlies. You putting grizzlies in there? Whatever eats deer. They don't deer. eat deer. I'm sure they do. They eat salmon. They don't eat deer. <laughs> You can't tell me a grizzly bear ain't going to eat a they're deer. They're not hunting a deer. If they find a carcass, maybe they're not hunting so it. So they only eat humans? They don't eat humans. They attack them. Tell they defend the, them. But grizzly man got eaten, right? Grizzly man got eaten. They yeah. defend. But yeah, like. You must but never not, watch this. Predators hunt. <laughs> a bear. I don't think a grizzly bear is going right, to hunt can deer. I, what can I put in no, the Staten Island? No, Werner, I won't. I won't watch <laughs> it, Werner. <laughs> what can I put in the Staten Island woods that double will check. hunt a deer? Let, let's double check this. Right. What is a deer's, besides human, I guess, what are their natural predators? It might be bears, but I don't think it's, I don't know if it's grizzly. The, the, Wolves, coyotes, yeah. black bears, mountain lions, and bobcats. So oh, black, black bears. bears. Okay, black bears work. Let's put okay. black bears all over the woods. How about of a pack of wolves? I like wolves. <laughs> the wolves are just going to start taking us out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more scared of a pack of wolves than a, be than a bear. Did you ever hear about that town in Siberia that was besieged by wolves? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking scary. That's yeah. what Staten Island's going to be once Brian has his way. <laughs> well, let nature run its course and you won't have a deer problem. Mm. I saw that. Um, I or think just let me bow hunt them. It's fine. I think moose kill the most uh, North Americans a year. 
Moose, moose? are terrifying, dude. Yeah. Do you know how big those things are? Yeah, huge. Well, they're they're aggressive, like, but they also cause a shitload of like traffic, accidents. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. They're like the size of trucks. What? Get him said that the natural predator of the moose is the killer whale. That makes no sense. Yeah, come here, please. I would say it's a human, but yeah. How is how does a killer whale get the moose? Yeah, they swim across rivers. Microphone, sir. Microphone. Wait, there's killer whales in rivers. They swim across rivers. No, they don't. Moose do. Yes. Yeah, but there's no killer. Yeah, but there's no whales in the river. Yes, there are killer whales. Yeah, in rivers. How do they get in there? They swim. Yeah, but they're saltwater animals. They can't go. They're necessarily saltwater animals. I guess moose. No, no, the, the whales. <laughs> so the the moose go in the river. The moose cross whales cross. in the river, and a whale eats the moose. No, moose goes in the water. The moose yeah. is only the water. Water. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying. It's him. true. You can look it up. Right, I got. I got. You know, I gotta look this one up. <laughs> we're no longer reviewing. We're just National Geographic yeah. now. Here we go. What is this? Uh, I do enjoy a nice nature show, and I've yeah, never heard this one. Orcas uh, are assumed to attack moose off the coast of Canada and Alaska fuck? in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Why does he know that? He's fucking get him. They also attack yachts. <laughs> he has 148 <laughs> IQ. They also attack yachts. Yeah, they do. They that. ate the rich and moose. Yes. <laughs> they really are the proletariat of the animal kingdom. <laughs> they only go after big cats. Yeah. <laughs> the bigger you are, they're going after you. Nothing says aristocracy like moose. <laughs> Yeah, fuck them. Look I've tall always been fascinated Looking with Looking down moose. on us. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, I think they're cool. I think they're cool, too. They are too. cool. They're scary. Just a giant fucking deer. Rocky. So I'm... I'm, I'm oh, uh, no, boy. Sorry, I'm getting into far. hunting. I haven't killed anything yet, but I'm getting... I'm slowly practicing getting into it. He's been getting hookers and all I've, week. I've told... <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't killed anything. Yeah. I haven't killed anything, but, you know. <laughs> I'm working up to it. Um... And I'm terrified of running into a moose because I don't. You're not going to see a moose anywhere around here. They're not hunting here. Where are you going? Maine? I think Pacific the, Northwest. I think that's the only place you can find Northeast. a moose in the United States. I thought they're in like the Alaska. West Coast. Northeast. Yeah, but don't aren't haven't they been more or less relegated to Canada and Maine? I would. I don't. I don't know, but I'm assuming that there's moose. I don't think there's in the moose. Northeast. Uh, like, Maine to Washington. Maine, yeah. Yeah, it's the Apple. Canada and Alaska. So yeah. the north. Yeah, yeah. I'm, st- I'm just terrified of seeing like that big of a creature. You know, yeah, that's that's scary. That's like, uh, and your gun won't kill it. You need like a big caliber. Yeah, I think my gun might be able to, but not I would guns. just punch it in the head. I would hit it with a UPS. I couldn't truck. kill it with a bow. I think a UPS truck could probably take out a moose. Yeah, you gotta like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Brown can do for you. You <laughs> can kill a moose. Right. You gotta attach like pieces in the front that could scoop it up, though. You know, you don't yeah. want to just hit it flat. A cow catcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever see those? Uh... He's pulling up to people in the mountains. What are you hunting? <laughs> He's in a UPS truck. <laughs> He's in a cat. You know. <laughs> We're looking for moose. <laughs> you ever see those clips of Buster Keaton on like the front of a train? Yeah, it's okay. so impressive. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, he's, it's he'll, very he'll scary. He'll take like, a big stick and hit the um, the beams, the uh, the ties, railroad ties, like off the tracks as the mm-hmm. train comes along. It's very it's yeah, like in the general. Yeah, yeah, sick. But uh, we got some emails. We do. Hopefully, someone asks about moose. So we're still. <laughs> that would be untopic. very strange if somebody <laughs> yeah. asked that. Can you guys just do you know about moose? What's the caribou? <laughs> caribou gone. 
right. Woody sound. <laughs> All right. This is from Seth Armstrong. Seth Armstrong. Is that a real name? Yeah, he, he emails all the time. Mm-hmm. Do I always say it? Do I always ask? No, we always like his name, Seth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was Armstrong, though. Yeah, he's, he's very buff. That's, that of a, yeah. that's the name of an explorer, of a man of action. Man who goes with moose. Yes. A man who wouldn't be afraid of a moose. Exactly. Do you think it would suck to have the name of, like, a great man that, like- And you suck? Yeah. <laughs> Like, it, you'll never live up to it. Yeah, like if you name your kid Trajan or something. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> Isn't that something like unless he goes to Mars, yeah, right. he'll never top Neil. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he's cool. He emails a podcast. <laughs> Neil, I bet Neil never did that. I bet he didn't. Yeah. You're right. He might have been able to if you use a service called Riverside. <laughs> no, do it now. Do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Riverside is an online telecommunications tool that allows you to do podcast it. in beautiful 4K. You can conference from the do, moon. Do, yeah, from the moon. All your video conferencing. I'm calling means. you now. From Asterix, the, if you have internet service. <laughs> this has to be the proudest moment in all American life. If that was on Riverside, it would have sounded even better. Yeah, really. yeah. Richard Nixon could have spoke to him. It, it would be crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> they would have heard one small step for a man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the real line. Yeah. That's what he, he said. said one, yes, one, one small, small step, step for, for a, a man. man. One giant leaf yeah. of man. But it just gets cut out. It, it, yeah. the, the audio equipment cut the, the A. They did not have Riverside. Yes. Yeah. And now he's going to be misquoted for all time. All That's eternity. Right. Let me ask you a question. What counts as the real quote? What everybody heard? Well, if you think about the one that everybody hears, it makes no sense. One small step for man, one giant leaf for man. It's the same thing two times. Yeah. It's a man. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> How often, all right, do you, what do you think his writing process was like as he was coming up with that line? He had to draft. He thought of that on the way there, you probably. You had to, yeah. Like, he was just sitting, I think before that, like, he, like yeah. he's writing it out, like, what am I going to fucking say? Like, yeah. if they land, what's the first thing to say? That's a powerful thing In to reality, say. Kubrick was like, here is your script. Right, This yes. is <laughs> what you would say. Werner Do you yeah. see that, like, China landed that little thing on the moon and it landed upside down? They couldn't even land a robot on the moon? I thought Japan just went to the moon recently. It was China. It was China? Yeah. China. China landed a rover and it landed upside down. They can't even land the oh, rover. That sucks. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Riverside. Continue. Yeah. Riverside. Check it out. Beautiful it out. 4K. Yeah, all great. your podcasts. And you've heard me talk about it before. You we know what the deal is. The it is the best. All that. Oh. All right. <laughs> so this is from Seth. Hey, Hi, guys. Seth. I bought the Christmas pod despite Rub's disgusting oh. attempts to line his own pockets <laughs> trying to take money from children. <laughs> Jesus, Rub. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> Even he saw. That said, you'd never lose your job as a department store Santa for being a pinko like this friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a friend of mine too. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, he, uh, he was working as Santa, and he started talking to kids yeah. about communism. Hey, this kid's are, this guy's a commie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he continues. Then I heard about Rupp's very elitist, very exclusive Christmas party. Harder to get into than Studio 54. <laughs> snub after snub after snub. Disgusting. But not for nothing, I have to doff hat for such a power move. Luckily, the Christmas pod redeemed even that sack of shit who busted <laughs> a gut doing all the games and stuff. You guys put the comedy in Comedy History Podcast. And if you're funny, a lot can be forgiven. That's where Hitler went wrong. He couldn't tell a joke to save his life. It's true. Yeah. My How dog has no nose. How does he smell? Awful. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> 
since you's guys had talked it up so much, I watched them up at Christmas Carol, which oh, I can't yeah. believe I hadn't seen. Oh, yeah. what yeah. a joy. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> as well as the man Moon who invented Christmas, and I loved both. I wonder why they've never done Muppet versions of other movies. Taxi Driver saw <laughs> the Muppet Expanded Universe. Gonzo as Travis Bilko would be fucking yeah. awesome. Are you talking to me? <laughs> it's the mirror. All right. What what movie would you want to see? Which remade? Muppet would be the Harvey Keitel character? Fozzie? Fozzie. Standing in that fucking yeah, doorway. Fozzie, he's naked. Yeah. <laughs> Fozzie. Mm. <laughs> you fucking she's 12 years old. Waka waka. <laughs> and the girl the girl is uh the blonde hair in the band. That's Miss Piggy. Yeah, Piggy. Oh, you want the girl Piggy? to be Piggy? Yeah. No, Piggy's gotta be the one he takes to the porno field. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cast a movie that you would want to see with just the Muppets. Just the Muppets? Yeah. So it's the same movie, just the Muppets. Like Sa- Titanic, but they're all Muppets. Saving the Private script Ryan. has not changed at all. Yeah. I want it's Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private That's Ryan. funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Oh, oh, Event Horizon. <laughs> Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want Salo? <laughs> You know, I'm always down for a sale reference. <laughs> I was actually, I had a movie in my head and you just knocked it out. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want to say Salem. I had a good one too, son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. The conjuring. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. There you go. <laughs> it's Piggy and Kermit. Boys in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Menace to society. I <laughs> uh, said, man, Dickens had a lot of kids, though. Eh? I guess maybe normal for the time. They all did mm-hmm. back then. Had to. High infant mortality, no birth control, and reusable condoms that you had to tie on. If I could put a French tickler on the end of my John Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> We're prodigal. Go yeah. Could we? <laughs> yes, we have had sex. We, we've had intercourse two times. <laughs> a lot of Python. Yeah. Yeah. What a disgusting time to be mood. alive. They did gloss over a lot of Dickens' flaws, though, which is understandable for a lighthearted Christmas movie. I was reading a bit about him. Dickens, as a gentleman, would never use the servant's entrance, the back door, and he could be very stingy about presents. She really wanted one, but he never gave his wife a pearl necklace. Uh, uh, <laughs> he probably did. As for a Christmas Carol, no, he had Carol, a mistress that he did. <laughs> as for a Christmas Carol, for people who didn't witness the visits of the ghost, Scrooge's overnight redemption just seems to come out of nowhere. Instantly, yeah. all is forgiven. Mm-hmm. But presumably, for his nephew's whole life, Scrooge has been to a dick to him. <laughs> He's been a complete dick to Cratchit, Fred. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess Cratchit had dollar signs in his eyes. Got to say, I really hope the purchasing power of the shilling was greater than its modern equivalent. 15 shillings a week, 20 to make a pound. Using an inflation calculator and conversion, he was taking home about 500 bucks a month. Scrooge Uh, or Cratchit? Cratchit. And he says Bob Cratchit was making about $528 a month. Uh, He talks about Tiny Tim. Uh, and I'm gonna go down a little bit. Wait, you're, you're editing this man's email. It's it's very long. <laughs> <laughs> I think you gotta do this before the read. <laughs> it's okay. And he goes, "What's the worst adaptation of a Christmas Carol you've seen?" Although a great mm. actor, I don't dig Patrick Stewart's version. Mm. Two years out from Star Trek, it seemed like Picard on the Hollow Deck. 
<laughs> Although the 1951 Alistair Sim version does take too many liberties with the source material, it's my personal favorite, and the special effects still hold up. Is that the one with um, George C. Scott? He says, I didn't like the George C. Scott version too much either, especially that scene where he slaps Cratchit and then has to apologize. I'll be honest, I haven't seen many of these. Really? Or any of them, really. I I, th- I think I've seen the Patrick Stewart one. I ne- I've never around. seen that one. I've seen. But- I try to watch at least one new one a year. Um, really? Yeah. I just, I love the story. You love the story. Yeah. I love the story. I love depictions. I know of Mickey it. had one. M- Mickey Mi- Mouse. Mickey's is great. Is it really? Have you ever seen it? When I was a little kid. Yeah. We watch it every year. Really? Yeah. It's quick. It's like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a really good, like, cartoon mm-hmm. version. You know, it's like, it's the tightest version of the story possible. Right. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst version. Ghosts of Christmas Past. Uh, no, uh, Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Oh, what was that? I thought that was, was that a Ricky standalone. Gervais. No, no, I thought that was Matthew a McConaughey. I didn't know that was a, a thing. It's a ripoff of a Christmas Carol. The three girlfriends come to him. Is I don't know. I didn't watch. Yeah, it. his girlfriend of his oh. past, present, and future. Really? Yeah. That's ho- sounds horrible. Horrible. I'm so. sure it was. What That's, was the Ricky Gervais movie with the ghosts? Bob Kelly's in it. Oh fuck. It's not Ghost World. I think it's Ghost World. Inventional Lying. And they might be Ghost World. I think it's Ghost World. Yeah. yeah. I liked that movie. I liked Inventional Lying, too. Inventional Lying was okay. Um, I think that he... It's a little too atheist tryhard. Mm. That's all he does, though. That's his, that's that's his shtick. Yeah. So, you know, you got to... You know what you're getting into, but... And uh, he continues... Christopher Plummer's Scrooge was great and funny, and you could kind of see his point of view. He did pay Cratchit the going rate, and of course, he has to answer to shareholders too. I didn't realize Christopher Plummer was the father of Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction. Hello, Honey Bunny. Hello, Honey Bunny. Did you know that? I didn't know that in real life. No, I didn't know that. I know that he was General Chang. That's what I. That's what I recognize. (laughs) Hollywood keeps in the family. So. Uh, he, he I said, love you. He said, "The man who invented." <laughs> I know, anybody. The, <laughs> the man who invented Christmas was in Ireland. Tell that bitch to chill. <laughs> was in Ireland, Canada. Co-production. It's cool. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be a couple of fathers. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> so he got the Irish maid, and then Dickens' wife reading "Rough in the Bush" right before telling him she's pregnant again, and then talking about how she would have liked to move to Canada. By the way, I think BetterHelp should hire Rupp to write their copy. How did he put it? Something like, if you know someone who's fucked up, get them BetterHelp. As long as they use your code, Rupp, wouldn't want anyone else to get better unless he could profit from it. That's You're right. right. Yeah. Right, right. Keep up the good work, Stephen Aunt G. Thank you. And yes, you too, Rupp, you lovable money-grubbing fat fuck. <laughs> You wrenching, <laughs> grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. It hurt a bit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> That's magnificent. <laughs> Just busting your balls. I can make fat jokes since my own physique is, shall we say, get a mess. <laughs> Minus the gout and various oozing sacks of pus. More ball busting. I wow. love Getem. If he's listening, how you stanking? Personally, I'm stanking good. Stanking real good. So, wow. yeah, keep up That's the good funny. work, you goombas, you menches. <laughs> Certainly, you're no mooks. <laughs> keep on stanking. 
Get him said, keep on stanking. <laughs> and don't listen to the drumping, drunken ramblings of drunken Irishmen. Sorry, this is so long. I guess I had sort of verbal diarrhea, which is way better than regular diarrhea. On that note, dot, dot, dot. The audience has turned on Mumphrey. Yeah. <laughs> I like Billy Mumphrey. I like Billy Mumphrey, too. Yeah, yeah. once we found out he's not from where we thought he was from, ah. shit went awry. <laughs> this email's a little quicker. Okay. okay. Hello, Brian, Stephen, and G. Hello. I'll spare the details and bend the knees. Who's this from? Uh, this is from Daniel Woolley. Woolley. Very woolly son. Woolly. Woolly. He wears sweaters a lot. He's always itchy. <laughs> he looks like a crackhead. I, like, I've started wearing wool socks. It ain't itchy. Wool is fantastic. Wool sweaters, I think, are uncomfortable. Though. Oh, yeah? Have you they, ever worn one? No, but uh, they I, do if get they're like the itchy. socks, they're good. Continue. Okay. Yeah, I've had... I, You've what? had a wool sweater? No, I, I have a problem. Okay. I keep buying like band t-shirts, yeah. like at shows or on the internet. And I noticed that unlike yeah. my normal shirts, they're 100% cotton. Sucks. They shrink as soon as you get them in the dry. Brian's smiling because he's going to make a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. No. Well, I wasn't. Gonna, no. What I'm are you going to say? I'm, you're coming around. You're coming to the Brian way of thinking. What's that? I will not buy any shirt anymore. Until I feel it, and it must be a soft, lightweight, comfortable material. When when you get well, like cotton's fine, it's just no. All those, this shirt, cotton like, this, this shirt rough. right here. If I put this in the dryer, it's going to shrink. When I wear this, I have to hang it up somewhere so that it dries. It's fucking infuriating. Is it soft? Yeah, it feels fine. You want to touch it? You want to touch my shirt? Right. This is a rough shirt. This isn't soft. That? That's a rough oh, shirt. It's a rough, it's a rough shirt. shirt. This man doesn't know what what real. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Like feel this. Feel the soft shirt. My God. Let me see that. That's silky. Bring that it here. So silky. Oh, that is nice. That's so that silky. Nice. So when I, I won't buy and like <laughs> if I. A little, a little. So there are shirts where I'll I like the I mean? design. And like I'll feel the fabric on the shirt and go, I'll Don't never I wear it. Yeah, I won't. Can't. Yeah. I all my clothes must be max comfort, which I know you're against. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you Well, gotta... that destroys society. So. Yeah. <laughs> In the long run. In the long run, which <laughs> I won the bet. Um, <laughs> I won the. So bet. you keep shrinking your clothes. I keep shrinking my band shirts. It's fucking ridiculous because you forget that they're in the pile. You know. Yep. When you're taking things you're out taking of the washer. Yeah. My wife told me I shrunk her whole wardrobe. Really? <laughs> She's very mad Way at me. Way to go. Yeah. But I haven't changed any way I've been doing clothes. Mm -hmm. She's like, you shrunk all my clothes. I'm like, I, I didn't do anything different. I always wash it on cold and I put it in the dryer on more dry. I don't know. How's your uh, your Love Beach shirt? My Love Beach shirt is doing very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in a place of honor in my closet. <laughs> Continue with the email. Yes. Right. Conversational. Um, hello to Brian, Stephen, Aunt G. I'll spare the details and bend the knee to what has become my favorite podcast. Hey, thank you. Yeah, the show is full bore into my two biggest interests, and I have an identical sense of humor, which leaves me laughing out loud while listening to the show. Nice. I felt like a little kid hearing my comment get mentioned in the recent pick episode. I'm writing to share an epiphany I had listening to you guys review The Crossing, as well as tickles Brian's interest in both hockey and history. July 3rd, 20, uh, July 3rd, 2027 will be the 205th anniversary of the Revolutionary Battle of Princeton. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, it will also be New Year's weekend. And thus, July? 
I said July, January 3rd. January. January 3rd, 2027. I was, okay. I was very I must lost. have misspoke. I'm yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. Be the 250th anniversary of the Revolutionary Battle of Princeton. Coincidentally, it will also be New Year's weekend and thus the weekend of the NHL Winter Classic. It came to me as a golden opportunity for the NHL to get a slice of the coming commemoration of the 250th anniversary of American independence. His proposal, January 23rd, 2027. 20, Battle of Princeton, Flyers at Devils in Princeton's uh, That is a field. great idea. That is cool. That is a great idea. So do, I, don't know, cool. I don't know if you guys know this. Every year on New Year's Day, the NHL puts together what they call the Winter Classic. Okay. Yes. They build a hockey rink in a new location, uh-huh. and they play a game there. It's like the only game of the day, and it's televised there. Like they've done Notre Dame, Wrigley Field, all these different places, uh-huh. right? And so they do it at Washington's Crossing. They would do it on Prince- oh, Princeton. They, they would do, do it, it on Princeton. Princeton's field. I guess the college probably has one, right? Probably has a ice rink. No, they don't. They do it outside. It's an outdoors game. Oh, so they would do it on the football field. Okay, in the area for Battle of Princeton. Right, that'd be cool. And he wants it to be Flyers Devils. That's a great idea. I'm I don't in. know if we have the poll to get this yeah. done for you, but well, you know, we got a couple of years to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, Call, I, get get Wyshynski on the phone. We'll yeah, let's tell back. Greg. Hey, he might have someone. How funny would that be a, if he's like, I'll put you in contact? And he we just had another ones. kid. So congrats to uh, uh, you, Greg. Congrats, Greg. Greg Wyshynski. If you're listening, congrats. He's not listening. No. Although I was when know. he was here. You don't know. He knew our stuff. He knew the show, yes. which shocked me. <laughs> he pre, he had to listen to like yeah. find an out. episode or two. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to him not too long ago. Did you about what hockey? Coming back on. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we'll see if we could get that to happen. Cool. He did just have a kid, so. Yeah. yeah. He, but, so he definitely wants to leave his house. So Yeah. <laughs> Take it from me. Anything to get away from a screaming baby. Oh, let me tell Ooh. you. <laughs> <laughs> the baby, by the way, is driving me insane lately. Why? She, she, was a, she just turned eight months. For mm-hmm. eight months, great sleeper. Mm-hmm. No fucking problems. Mm-hmm. Now, will not go to sleep. What changed? I wish I could fucking tell you. She won't go to sleep at night. Like, we put her in. Like, her bedtime was like 7, 8. Put her in like 7.30 every night. Will not go to sleep until like 10. The other night, would not sleep at all. Eventually, and I did this once before, it was, but it was like a one-time occurrence, so it was fine. There was one night I was in my car with her for three hours in a McDonald's parking lot because it was the only way. Could, it was the only way I could get her to sleep. She fell asleep in the car. car. Yeah, so I had to the other night drive driving drive around with her in the car. She was driving was, a circle. I drove uh, down thirty-five for like twenty minutes, wow, and then back, and she was out cold. But one night I just sat in a McDonald's. It was raining. I sat in a McDonald's parking lot for like four hours with her while she slept. Aww. Yeah. She was sick. But uh, yeah, it, it sucked. This. There's a book where it's like uh, certain techniques to get your kid on oh, like you a, say that one, a very that mock specific book. sleep schedule. She was. She broke it. She broke it. That book mm. about Samuel Jackson reading fucking nighttime stories. Yeah. Go the fuck to sleep. Yes, yeah. Go the fuck yeah. to sleep. We have that. You know. Yeah, uh, but he said, <laughs> "How edgy!" So, <laughs> so the email is: I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I was partial. 
<laughs> I was partial to include the Rangers and Islanders keep in the history of the British Army's beachhead, but I felt it was important <laughs> to highlight how integral New Jersey was to the revolution. In the interest of not leaving the other gents out of it, I'd like to put them to answer I'd like to put them to answer a question. Either through the podcast or their own viewing, have they ever felt like they genuinely learned more about a topic from watching a movie? Definitely. Many times oh, watching yeah, the definitely. show, yeah. Do, doing stuff on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. can you think of something specific? It's hard for me too, but I know I have. I'm consistently shocked. There you know, um oftentimes uh, this happened all the time when I was young, when I was a kid. It was like I'd see, you know, media of some kind, most you know, movies and then look things up about it and learn from that. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, Gang Titanic, Gangs of New York, anything. Death yeah. Hunt. <laughs> death uh, yeah. yeah death who knew death anything about hunt. death about that about the mad trapper yeah exactly death like, that took us down yeah. a cool yeah. hole but but um but you know you're not really learning real history watching death I, i'm not sure if the question is you does it spur you to go and look up things and find and learn more or does the movie itself teach you have you learned more about a topic from watching a movie i definitely have yes. yeah. yeah all, all yeah. the time all that's yeah that's easy yeah like every show, episode really. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we just we just watched we we just recorded our episode on Amistad. <gasps> that will be that's co- a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be coming out next week. <laughs> Do you think anyone uh, is like I like when they announce it at the end? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I definitely was not all that familiar with the yeah. uh, with the case yeah. until yeah. we watched the movie. Yeah. Um, he said, if this email is never seen by anyone, I would still like to congratulate you guys on a full year of the show. Thank you. It's Thank a full you. video year. We're actually almost, yeah, we're almost at two years. Yeah. Yes. I hope you continue to make such great content and keep doing things the Chicago way. <laughs> oh, trust oh, we'll me. We're do doing the things the Chicago <laughs> way. And that was an audio episode. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. So um, he's been around this guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Thank uh, you. Let's see. Thank you for writing it. There's a PPS from Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, if uh, if Getem is getting all this hate lately, maybe I shouldn't have been busting his balls. I'm part of the problem. Well, like Aunt G said, haters gonna hate. That's, That's right. good. He should write that down. <laughs> They're just jealous of Getem's mountain man good looks and high IQ. Or maybe one of you guys should slap him and tell him that Reddit trolls and haters don't end the world. I don't think Getem cares. Getem is a joy. He's one of. He's just a yeah. wonderful man. He is like a duck. Yeah. Like water just and hate rolls off his back. Yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah. don't care. I think yeah. it would. Cripple his voice other doesn't. Men. Uh, his voice doesn't echo. <laughs> like a duck. Duck doesn't echo. Uh, I duck think that made Getem laugh. Getem knew that obscure duck fact. <laughs> if you knew about ducks, you. I know we got a bird guy fan. He loved it. Yeah, he was just like, fuck, dog. <laughs> this, guy got, this guy knows. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do big year. I, uh, I yeah, want to do, do, do big year. Big year. I, I, my wife watches this show. She loves this guy, Josh Gad, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. He does like He's mysteries Olaf. at the museum. Mysteries at the museum. I might uh, Josh something. Maybe he's not. Josh, Josh Gad is the fat dude from. He does the voice of Olaf. He does all the Disney musical shit. Well, she watches the show Mysteries at the <laughs> Museum, and this guy's got like a couple of shows, and one of them she was watching the other day was all about the Salton Sea, which I had never heard of until you started talking. Oh yeah, about yeah, it. I, I spoke oh. about that. Yeah. So that was cool. Don Don, Don Wildman. Wildman. She's in love with this guy. <laughs> Josh Gad. It's not That's even so close. Far. It's so far. Don Wildman. Yeah. She <laughs> loves Don Wildman and Neil, Neil. She's in love with Neil Fallon from Clutch. 
My wife has the hots for Neil Fallon. Really? Yeah, it makes me feel like kind of insecure when I'm listening to Clutch. <laughs> <laughs> you can never take her to a Clutch show now. I took her to a Clutch show. Oh, no. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> he has arresting eyes. He's he's a dreamboat. He's just too short. Oh, he's a short he's man? A little, he's a little guy. Yeah. yeah. Arresting eyes. Do you think he is he taller than Danzig? He's probably taller than Dan. I think you gotta be tall. Like, there's a Danzig cutoff. Dio. Yeah. <laughs> All the little guys. Who's, Bruce. Who's bigger? Bruce, 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 Bruce isn't that small. Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. He's Dickinson's not that not small, that. right? He's, well, he's short. shorter. I, I think he, I, I know I'm short. I don't think I'm like midget short, like like Danzig, you know? Mm. Is Danzig midget, midget short? Danzig is like five foot. Five? Remember that guy punched him in the hallway? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the Red Letter meeting? They kept showing it. No. Yeah, they just did a, on his new movie, they did a best of the worst on it. And they fucking kept showing Dan's again, punched in the hallway. He ran away from my brother once. Really? Yeah, my brother went to go see him and met him. And he, he like, I Scared guess him. it was like right after that happened. Yeah. And he like wasn't dealing with it with people. So he like ran away. <laughs> I mean, I, if if random people were punching me, I guess I wouldn't want yeah. to. Yeah, get away. Like, is that that's an internet meme? It became a trend. Who can yeah, punch Danzig. That would suck. Danzig is five three, uh -huh. so he's probably like okay. five two. You know, yeah. pumping up his height a bit. Pumping up his height. He's he's at Jimmy the Hair Guy's level. Okay. Do you think we could get like a celebrity boxing dancing versus Jimmy the hair guy? We might not be able to get Jimmy ever again. He's he's gaining. He's fucking, big time. He's having he's a romantic gaining. getaway with Chuck Staten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they I was talking to them. They did the Impractical Jokers cruise. Yeah. I was really jealous. I know that uh, at least one of them are listening to this right now. And I gotta say, guys, shoes on the beach. We were shoobies. I don't care about shoobies. you guys oiling each other's yeah. backs, shoobies. but thank you for bringing the on, rocket guys. power. <laughs> come on, guys. You're better than this. Yeah, you're a bunch of squids. <laughs> well, you know, Beaver loves Tito Surf Shack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so he goes, Till then, you've got many more bitchy comments coming your way. Stand like a man and give some back. Tell him to suck your Stand fat cock. Deliver. By the way, if Getem returns as a guest, you should see if there are any movies about the invention of the cotton gin. That's right in his wheelhouse. Oh, that might get dark. <laughs> Eli Whitney? It's just him tinkering. I've done it. I found a way to, I found a way to make slavery last longer. <laughs> That was his goal. <laughs> Eli, Eli, what drove you to do? I the saw that slavery was dying. Gradual abolition was on the rise. <laughs> I needed to add something to really pump up those numbers. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and he sent another one. Pretty oh, low God. down to hear that dirty embezzler Rupp trying to throw his co-host <laughs> under the bus for not wanting to cut in St. Jude's in perpetuity for all sales of the Christmas pod. <clears throat> oh, what, what is What's this? Up? Get him. <laughs> oh, no, I can't show this. Okay, what's going on? You got to show why it. Does oh, get, we can't show why it. Why does Get him have papers about the cotton gin? What is going on? The cotton gin effect. No, don't show the paper because it's gonna. It has to be blurred anyway. Why? Why? Because uh, two pictures on there can't. Uh, Babe gonna, Ruth. No. <laughs> there's a picture of Hitler on there, and then there's an anti-United States slogan. Just don't put it up. Okay. 
Uh, what get, is this ghetto? Get, uh, this is from yeah, an old tell of Steve Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It was uh, Impress the Professor where we had to impress uh, Frank Five. Okay. So That's I, how you impressed him? Yes. Without the cotton gin, uh, we wouldn't have baseball. We wouldn't have um, oh, that's a good point. We wouldn't America, have America. And that would mean that Hitler would be in power because America would oh, be wow. there to take Hitler out. <laughs> oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes I mean, sense. the Germans might have won World War One. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and there definitely wouldn't be Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rob trying to throw his coast under the bus for not wanting to cut in St. Jude's in perpetuity of all future sales of the Christmas pod. Given that Chisler's attempt to rob St. Jude of half of what they were owed, which he tried to play off as a joke and act all innocent, but no one's buying it. He and now he's up. trying to ride his high horse on the moral high ground, tramping all over Steve and Angie, his clear moral superiors for shame. <laughs> I don't like this. This is great. I don't like this. I like Seth. I don't like these rough attacks. Seth Seth is a good egg. Good egg. (laughs) When did you become rump? Tell him Steve Dave. Tell him Steve Dave. Call him rump. I don't know why. Walt just. That's just just what he started calling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Most people would go roop. Yeah. He went with rump. There's a hockey player, Mike Rupp. He was a devil in 2003. So that's probably why it's. Right. I think Rupp is a little more catchy than Roop. Like Rupp is mind. like an up. It ends on an up, and like Roop is just like. Roop. I'm Roop. Yeah, but oh, I'm Rupp, so sad. You know? Rupp is yeah. Rupp is, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something my dog says. <laughs> Rupp, Rupp. Yeah, my dog talks to me. <laughs> he says my name. Oh, why do I keep becoming Hacky Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> I don't know. He was Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> he was. Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah. I saw Rockadoodle. So did I. Uncle Dookie. Uncle Dookie. Rockadoodle's great. Very confusing, but great. What else we got? Sun do shine. You better shine. Better shine. Uh, that's How it for high emails. were they? <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of batteries. No batteries. Uh, it's history time, guys. Okay. We got some history? History. All right. I've got an epic. I got a fun one. My, I got two. What? Got two. Yeah, I got two. That's not fair. They're, they're very light. Oh. Um, it is Black History Month. It's February. So my pick will be dedicated to that. Spoiler. It's already mentioned. It's going to be, you know, Amistad. Mm-hmm. But um, I did pick two Black History things. They're very light. Okay. Uh, I'll go with the older one first. So... The year is 1966. Mm-hmm. It is the first year that Star Trek is on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's the end of the first season. And Nichelle Nichols yes. is there. And, and Nichelle Nichols, for those who don't know. She played Lieutenant Uhura. Who yeah. is, she, Sounds she, oddly familiar. Sounds very familiar, yes. She, um, she does... <laughs> She does like a lot of communications for the ship, you know, right, translating right, yeah, things. Right, communications. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, it's not a big role. She's not super important. No, but she's there. But she's on the bridge. She's, she's on the bridge. bridge. Yeah. yeah, she's off. It's the end of the first season, <laughs> and she is actually considering leaving what? the show. Star no. Trek. She wants to quit. No. Why? Yep. Why? She just, it's not a big enough role. She wants to do other things. She wants, she wants to move on. And she's at that. a party, <laughs> and you will not believe who she runs into. Who? Oh. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. No way. Yeah. The man himself. The man himself. The, the hero <laughs> of yep. freedom. Runs into Martin Luther King Jr. And he goes, 
you cannot quit Star Trek. And she's like, why? Why? Yeah. It's her career. He goes, why are you doing this again? (laughs) What are you you talking about? Let him do it. Let let him cook. (laughs) And he goes, you got to stay on. You have to stay on. Because it is important that America sees a black woman on TV being treated like an equal to everybody else. Mm-hmm. He he was very forward thinking. That's a, that's a good that's good advice. Brian is now peer. You know it's, it is recording. It is right. Yeah. Okay. I just. I just. Are you okay? Yeah. Just for a second, I was like, did you know when you like yes, did I yeah. hit record? Yeah, no, you did. I see the little uh okay. that little red button. Just the first second, I gave myself a fright. It's okay. We only would have lost 45 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) It would have been audio only. So, you know, so he tells her, you're treated like an equal. You can't leave. She decides to stay. Thank God. This decision leads to the first interracial kiss on TV. With William Shatner. With William Shatner. And in fact, um, that episode was going to be banned in the South. They didn't want to show it. William Shatner blew every take that he didn't kiss her on purpose so that they right. had to show the kiss. Right. And it's a big pivotal moment. It is a pivotal it's a, moment. It's a little piece of civil rights, but it's a big important yeah. moment. Uh, she would go on to play Uhura in six Star Trek movies after the show was over. Wow. Big roles. And then after that, she would proceed to talk about this event in any interview she appeared on for the next 30 to 40 years until her death. And now that's the second time that, that story is, uh, has been yes. told on the show. I'm going to yeah. tell everybody now. Every February. Expect to hear that every, every February. So what's your real one? That is a real one. I mean, that's real. It's real, but I meant like, what's the one that you brought? Because that one is, you know, the bit. <laughs> what is your actually, right. what, what's your second one? I'm going to talk about Lonnie Johnson. Lonnie Do you Johnson. know who he is? I don't know who Lonnie no. Johnson is. Who is Lonnie Johnson? So you're not going to know really too much about him, except for like, you definitely know his invention. All right? Okay. He's an inventor. He's an inventor. He's a black dude. From the United States? From the United States. Graphic light. Oh, I think I do. I, you're, I think you're gonna. Yeah. So he's a black dude. Um, won like science prizes in high school as a little kid. Smart, really like smart, smart dude. Um, came up with like all this shit. His first like big invention was kind of almost like a proto robot that worked by compressed air. Mm-hmm. And eventually he gets involved with NASA in the uh, early 70s. And he starts working in their uh, like development program. And he, he helps uh, with the first stealth bomber. Wow. Like developing that. You know, he plays a big part in that. Key inventor. <clears throat> but, but and like obviously some space stuff, but that's not really what he's known for. What's he known for? Not the stealth bomber. Like what he a- did, <laughs> what he did individually. He invented the super soaker. What? That's awesome. Um, while I'll he- have the soup. <laughs> Continue. No soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> he invented the super soaker. Yeah, so I don't know. What were you referencing? <laughs> soup or soaker? I'll have the soup. Oh. <laughs> Now I get it. Now it's good. I didn't want to give it to him. 
It's good. Don't I didn't it get it. Me. I didn't get it. It's good. It's clever wordplay. Clever. So he he developed the yes. first Super Soaker, and he eventually and he originally marketed it as called the Power Drencher, and he did this while That's he was with the Air name. Force. Terrible name. Uh, brought it back and rebranded it as the Super, Super Soaker. Soaker. And it blew Do you think up because he liked the SS. Yes, <laughs> he loved the SS. SS. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He was a his he mentor like was a PD. guy. His mentor was a guy from uh, Operation Paperclip. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, so every it, time he would see pictures of the Wehrmacht, he'd go boo. <laughs> See the Luftwaffe and be like, ah. <laughs> now we're getting smart. Ah, now you're talking my language. <laughs> so he came up with uh, the Super Soaker, you know, in the 90s, and it blew up in 1991, mm -hmm. and it made $200 million in sales its first year. It's one of the greatest toys. Wow. It's a great toy. It is an incredible toy. Do yeah. you have memories of, like, the Super oh, Soaker? Oh, yeah. I had one. I have a, a very fond memory. I had a, a crappy Super Soaker when I was young. Okay. And uh, you you went far and beyond <laughs> <Yes>. anyone's. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about okay. this. Uh, like, so we would we were like, oh, let's let's, let's get our guns. And yeah. you would run in and get your Super Soaker. You start spraying mm -hmm. each other. And Super Soaker, Brian goes, I'm going to get my new one. Kids like, still liked them. I don't know. I don't think kids like anything that's not on an iPad or iPhone, yeah. unfortunately. And Brian goes, I'm going to get my new Super Soaker. We're like, oh, he's got a new Super Soaker. And you're thinking a Super Soaker. Pose. He has backpack. I had that. Gatling gun with multiple settings. It didn't just like fire. It went like, like it was a stream <laughs> that was a, it probably was like a as thick as like yeah. my fist. It was like getting hit with like a, a it fucking bat. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would make you fly back. And he walks out like, I got my super soaker. And it made this noise. <laughs> It didn't even, yes. it didn't even like squirt. I, it, like you heard the hose. It was a blast. <laughs> it was the insane. only problem was you would run out of water so quick. <laughs> I was constantly filling up. My yeah. my, f I had one like with the backpack. It might have been the same thing. Yeah, I couldn't use it. I was probably like five years old, and when it was filled, it was just too heavy. I couldn't lift it. So I remember hanging it on the mailbox. Like I fucking hung it on the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was just stationary. You were stationary. <laughs> <laughs> All your friends are running around. Yeah. If anyone yeah. comes near this mailbox, I'm 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 looking at yeah. This is kind of the, the model. One. Yeah. This is kind of the one. It's not the exact, but it's it's uh, it has a yours had a backpack and yeah. it was gray. Mine was, but it's it was close. huge. It's close to that, yeah. Huh. And I was a little kid. I could barely hold it. Yeah. Like yeah, it actually it had like even, kickback. It wasn't I even like, like a you, trigger. It was like a the, lever. If you're the guy who has that fucking thing, you need like a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been cool enough for a yeah. cigarette. <laughs> I remember in fifth grade, it was like um, like when we're graduating, they had like a big barbecue at Nansen Park, which is like a lodge on Staten Island. And like it was like the teachers and students, they all had a big water fight. And mm -hmm. I begged my parents, like, if I'm doing this water fight, I, I got the go biggest in. gun. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, fucking walking around like the They Terminator. had to talk to each other like, he's right. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, I got the one. It was blue with the purple tank. Ah, that's a classic. That's a yeah. classic. I, I had that. That was like my my you know my service weapon. Exactly. I, <laughs> eventually, I got um I got kind of a standard issue yeah, one too right, because yeah. I was like standard the backpack is too much issue. every time. Right. I needed a sidearm. Yeah, right. Because I right. run out you of need water. a more versatile weapon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anyone 
No, get him. We're not we psychotic. We don't try to kill our friends. <laughs> what would Alka-Seltzer do? And do you get more water? <laughs> yeah, you get blinded when it hits your eye. You did that? <laughs> did you get more water pressure? I think I did. <laughs> you, yeah, maybe it yeah, maybe was come blind out. people. <laughs> what are you doing? Did you ever put acid in there? <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends used to piss in there and spray beaver in the face. What? No, <laughs> like, <what>? no. Ant's <laughs> face was like horrifying. horrifying. Yeah. No, mm. do you, that definitely happened. Some fucking sick bastards. Right? I remember there was a guy who was going to salad bars in Manhattan and spraying feces. Spraying yeah. feces. Yeah. In fact, that was the the famous story. We have a Russian friend oh. and his father, who is Russian. Um, couldn't really, you know, reading. English was his second his second language. So he was reading and he goes to his son. He read that story about the man spraying feces, spraying feces. on the salad bar. And he asked his son, Raymond, what is fecus? Fecus. <laughs> Raymond had to understand, had to explain what fecus was. <laughs> it's shit, dad. Heavily quoted line. Yeah. yeah. Heavily quoted. So eventually, uh, Lonnie Johnson Super Soaker, obviously big hit. Hasbro bought him out, but he still had a royalty deal. Mm-hmm. Sick. And then he developed another beloved toy. Really? The Nerf gun. Wow. He didn't stray far. I guess this he, guy likes arming kids. It was he's a military guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like convinced he's like a CIA psyop. I, I feel dude. like this guy's a hero. He made yeah, fucking I don't awesome I mean, these fire. toys are cool. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it is a bit like giving kids all these weapons. Well, you know, that's, that's, well the that's thing is, kids know. have been using forever. The kids were also using slingshots and BB guns before that. So. I will Shots say, and BBs. Do you remember when we were kids? Yes. Really little kids. We yes. did full-on World War II reenactments. reenactments yeah. I was a sniper. Storming up to like yeah. stairs. Yep. And Steve was always a sniper and yep. shit. We, yeah. have, we have, there's a picture of all of us. We had to be like eight to 11 yeah, like that, that age range. he's in the church the church tower. i think yeah. i'm holding like one of us is holding a nerf gun but then there's like three of us holding like exact replicas one has an ak-47 one has an m4 it's hysterical one kid I'll see is if stabbing I can find brian going it might well, another kid cries in the stairwell next to him i think our friend was our friend was checking the chamber to see if the gun was jammed he's looking into it yeah and it's like this is hysterical well one of our friends always because he was kind of the one who would dictate like the play he, yeah, he was steve, the biggest always, one. steve always died we all yeah i always was killed steve was always, always killed. killed it was so funny I was, he was always KIA. <laughs> He's like sniping, which is like. And then I you get know, hit with like a tank shell. Oh, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happened? It got, got Steve. Tank shell. <laughs> tank shell got me. <laughs> it's like, I remember we used to play basketball, and I didn't know the fucking rules. This was, I was real young. Uh-huh. They made me the ref. So like two kids were playing one on one, and I would just the one kid I didn't like, I would always just go foul. You fouled him. You got to give the other guy two free throws. <laughs> was it Frank, our friend Frank's nemesis? No, no, oh, okay. No. Oh. Um. So he invented Nerf. Sick. Another Great big guy. hit toy. Did you have a Nerf gun? Yeah, I had a, I had the yeah, pulsator. Was that the one with the balls in a circle? It was balls in two tubes, and you would pump it, and they'd shoot one ball out of one tube, one ball yeah. the other, and you uh. could rapid fire them. I had, I believe it was and called- the commercial went, pulsator, 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 pulsator. <laughs> I had like a pistol one. I believe yeah, I had the not. ball zooka, where you, yeah. put, uh, yes. you put a bunch of balls, and I think it was like, it had like- like six chambers and each one held three balls mm-hmm. and it would circle around. Yeah. I always wanted the biggest. You wanted a bit heavy weapons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was always. He was a heavy weapons guy. Yeah. 
Brian would Brian be the guy with the flamethrower or the BAR? Yeah, <laughs> oh, the BAR. In World War in World War One, I, I have the shotgun, <laughs> trench gun. Yeah, guy. I know which friend of ours would have had the uh, flamethrower. I'll say that. But yeah, we we would we were terrible with that shit. We used to make weapons too. What's terrible? Continue. So, uh, you know, Lion Johnson, he did that. You know, he he ended up suing Hasbro because they didn't give him enough royalties in 2013. He I made he a shitload of money. Um, he made $73 million in royalties after that. According Damn. to Hasbro, the Super Soaker is approaching sales of $1 billion. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, I would have thought it hit that long ago. I, I mean, not. it's a, for a toy, $1 billion? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but it's been around for 30 years. Yeah, but the toy's not expensive. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a $20 toy. Yeah, you know? a billion dollars. You know, in ridiculous. my head, like, because, you know, you always wanted a new one all the time. Yeah. Oh, you wanted one every oh, time yeah. your parents are always like, nah. They got one. Yeah. yeah. So I just I just assumed they were expensive. I just assumed they were like 50 bucks. No. Some of them were. I mean, it depends. It's between 20 and $60 yeah. on average. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think the one I got was like 100 His was like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, his was crazy. But it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I wonder if that's like in my mother's house somewhere. I hope I didn't throw that out. I don't even know how. I don't even know how. You you might have to call someone to pick that up. I remember it being big. <laughs> I, I'm a grown man. I think I can lift it now. <laughs> I meant garbage people. Oh. Like, like there might be something in there that they can't just gotta go out of. on bulk day. Yeah, yeah, it has yeah. a it has a plutonium reactor <laughs> has to be dealt with carefully. But uh, he has a couple of other like inventions that he's working on that are pretty big, like some sort of a uh, new fuel cell thing. Oh, he's like, going to be, he's gonna be assassinated. He, he already did the <laughs> coolest dead. thing yeah. ever. Like yeah. so many <laughs> like legit. This guy has just provided kids hours of entertainment. Yeah, it's it's a great toy and supported people joining the military, I guess. In yeah. a way. And there you go. That's uh, Lonnie Johnson, inventor, black dude, black history month. I did not do something for Black History Month, but I do have a fun story. All right. Have either of you heard of Michael Malloy? No. Is uh, he a boxer? Uh, no, uh, but I could see why you would think that because his <laughs> nicknames are the uh, Iron Mike. Okay. Or the Rasputin of the Bronx. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to fuck him. He stole my name. So I'm going to eat his children. <laughs> fucking Iron tell me Mike. Love, yeah. you love me. <laughs> I don't know who to fear more, this guy or Mike. Mike Tyson. Okay. Um, How great is that Mike Tyson cartoon with Norm Macdonald as the pigeon? Oh, oh, Mike Tyson Mysteries. Hilarious. I actually never watched it. Hilarious. I remember watching like an episode and it was okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, so this was a homeless Irishman who lived in New York City <laughs> during the 20s and 30s. Okay. It's never a good start when you're like Wikipedia page and like what you're known for is like homeless, homeless, Irish, <laughs> homeless Irishman. Homeless derelict. Sorry, continue. Um, he was a former firefighter oh, and no. his most famous <coughs> four. all go bad, Iron Mike? He survived a number of attempts on his life. By who? Uh, as many as 20 by some accounts, by five acquaintances who were attempting to commit life insurance fraud. Why are they trying to kill him? Ah, he wanted to cash in his policy. Exactly. So they feel worth him. more dead than alive, alive Iron Mike. He's he's an alcoholic. <laughs> he's homeless. He's fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to make his death look accidental. At right. least what these men thought. So there's five guys. There's Tony Marino, Joseph Murphy, aka Red, Francis Pasqua, Hershey Green, and Daniel Kreisberg. 
These are later named as the Murder Trust by headlines. Kreisberg always took his shirt off in Sounds pictures. Like there's there's right. Irish battalions, blacks, and Jews trying to it's kill New York. <laughs> <laughs> All of New York wanted this guy dead. It's New York in the, t- the 20s and 30s, yeah. I imagine, the way I imagine this playing out in a movie is like, first, like, the Italians try to get him. I can't fucking get this guy. Let's, let's get the fucking mix. Let's see if they can do it. The Irish guy fucks up. We can't fucking I, get him. I swear to God, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> you know, they all come together. They're like, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> Be a great black comedy. It, uh, it's made already. Really? Kind of. He's got a movie? There's a documentary on it, yeah. Oh, well, I mean. But it's in yeah. movie form. You'll see, uh, I'll, I'll get okay. to it. Um, so the murder trust, these five guys, they plotted to take out three life insurance policies under the same name um, and just get him to drink himself to death. He's an alcoholic already. One of them owned a bar. They're like, this Gee, I wonder this which one. <laughs> Mike is an easy mark. Um, <laughs> and I believe Pasco was the idea. Marino was the one who owned the bar. And they could do it. So the prior year, Marino befriended a homeless woman, convinced her to take out a $2,000 life insurance policy, naming him as the beneficiary. One night, force fed her alcohol, stripped her, Doused her with ice water, pushed her near an open window, and she died of pneumonia. So he's done this before. Wow. He's, he's an evil fuck. He's experienced. Anytime this is this is a tip for our listeners. Anytime someone's asking you to put a life insurance policy do in it. your name and name them you. and name them the beneficiary, they're trying to murder you. Well, yeah. here's the thing. They thought of that. My yeah. wife <laughs> keeps like, she's mentioned like, you know, working on our life insurance and adjusting our benefits. And I'm like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be fun. She she watches. Does your wife do this? My wife loves like all those like yes. crime documentaries. They all do. But here's the thing: if I want to watch a horror movie, she won't do it. She's like, "Oh, it disturbs me." I'm like, "You watch the most horrific <laughs> shit on, TV. and it's real. I can't yeah. watch yeah. the shit she watches because yeah. it bothers me." Yeah, yeah. but I will. You know, yeah. I watch all the fake shit. Right. I don't know how they do it. Right? They love they that. love morbid stuff. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm chewing. <laughs> What a professional. Yeah. Uh, hey, we can cut. Um, <laughs> he was in terrible shape. And uh, I like him already. They all decide, you know what? Let's do this. They take out the, the insurance with a corrupt uh, agent. And they actually have a corrupt doctor re- ready to stand by to say why this guy died. So they have everything in motion. How much could his policy be for? I'll tell you soon. <laughs> It should go up. Roughly, he can't fucking George Bailey only had five hundred. Roughly, the three policies together today would would equal to about seventy thousand dollars. That's not even that much. No, to kill a homeless man who would probably be dead soon anyway. Yeah, it's to, an easy fix to launch a conspiracy to do it. It's an easy fix. Him. It's only two, three people realistically, and then two other people taking out the name. It's it's. It quick. should be an easy. job. This is an easy yeah. job. It is. This plus one of them owns the bar. Mission monkeys slow the expedition. Plus it's, in, <laughs> plus it's they, one of them owns a bar. Mm-hmm. He comes into the bar. They they get to know him. They tap him on the back. They're like, "Hey, you're a friend. Here's some free shots. Here's some free drinks. Oh, you're homeless. Why don't you sleep in the back? Therefore, mm-hmm. he always has access to alcohol. He'll drink himself to death." Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Does he do it? Here's the thing. One of the guys goes, "How are we going to get him to sign three separate life insurance policies? That that's going to raise a red flag." Mm-hmm. They go, "You know what? Let's say that you're running for office." And that we he needs to Is sign petitions for things, and he was signing his life insurance policies. Uh-huh. So they thought of that. 
what, what you said, like never yeah. sign it. He thought he was just signing a petition for like counsel. Never, you know? sign, anything never sign anything from anybody. Yeah. But he's getting free drinks. He's fucking hammered. He's stupid. So they're in place and they decide, okay, what we're going to do. First part was successful. They put 70,000. Hold on a second. Okay. They start giving him a ton of liquor. And the life insurance policy has a time limit. They ha- he has to die by a certain time to get the full amount. So <laughs> There's he, a ticking clock. There's a ticking clock. He's not drinking himself to death. He's drinking constantly, but not to death. Like, he's not... He won't die. He won't die. Marino decides, okay, I have an idea. Let's spike Let's his drinks. Let's get fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> antifreeze. Yeah, did a lot with, with antifreeze. Antifreeze. Okay. We're going to spike it with antifreeze, and then... He'll die. Uh-huh. He had so much alcohol in his system that it was negating the effects of antifreeze, and he wasn't dying. That can happen? Yes. Oh, don't worry. It gets worse. Then he replaces like, it. I'm finally going to get to drink antifreeze. It's my dream. He replaced it get with blind drunk. turpentine. <laughs> didn't kill him. Horse liniment, which is like horse tranquilizer, didn't kill him. Rat poison. Didn't kill him. What was that? That... Wow. that uh covid cure the joe rogan ivermectin ivermectin yeah, yeah. De- horse dewormer <laughs> so th- so right now they're they're at the bar they're like this guy won't die what yeah ho- it was horse dewormer, but it was actually like an award-winning like drug yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah it stopped like <laughs> malaria or some shit yeah <laughs> so they were like all right let's let's add more types of poison because clearly the chemicals aren't working one guy goes i saw somebody die of raw oysters with wood grain alcohol let's do that <laughs> Why can't they just be more conventional? They because it has to look natural. <laughs> like, he's homeless. He'll eat this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's they're trying to force a natural. Hey, Mikey death, right? likes it. They, yeah, they're trying to. Now they would just like cut his brakes, I guess. Right? Hold on. Hold on. I, I'm, I'm on line with these guys. Yeah, it's right? scary. Now you're thinking like a murderous <laughs> yeah. life insurance scammer. Yeah. <laughs> so they try that. Doesn't work. They take rotten and spoiled sardines mixed with poison and carpet tax and put it in a sandwich and give it to him. Nothing happens. <laughs> carpet Carpet tax. <laughs> he's eating them and he's like, this is great. <laughs> and he's not dying. He's respuing. Yeah. They go, okay, obviously anything he ingests, it's not going to kill him. He has too much alcohol in his system. Yeah. Something's up here. So let's try to freeze him to death like you did with the other girl. And they're like, great. So they get him fucking hammered. He passes out in the bar. They take him out of his bed. Put him into a park and dump water on him. It is negative 14 degrees out. <laughs> negative 26 Celsius for our UK friends. Wouldn't he, like, it, in theory, shouldn't he be, like, be dead immediately on yeah. the bench? He, yeah. he would be dead instantly. Like, isn't that the temperatures when you see people throw the buckets yeah. of water yeah, in the air? Turns yes. to snow. Yes. Yeah. They drop him off. They're like, he's dead. We're good. We'll come back tomorrow and his, he'll be gone. They drive away. Cops pull up, see a homeless man. Pick him up, put him into a shelter, and change his clothes. Uh, <laughs> he survived. So the next day, his life. the next day, they're like, "We did it." He walks to the bar. Their faces are like, "How? How is he alive?" <laughs> like he's now. Rumor is spreading that there's an indestructible man at this bar. <laughs> like he won't die. <laughs> like he's like like people know the cops now yeah. know that like this guy like has been through some shit. Mm-hmm. He, they got wind yeah. of it. Next attempt, they're like, "Fuck it, let's hit him with a car." About time. Harry Green, one of the guys, owns a taxi. They're like, we'll give you $150. Just hit him. 
Just make it look an accident. Uh-huh. They get him drunk. They stand him up. They put him in the street. They stand, they him, up. stand him up in the street. And as the car's coming to it, they let go and run away. They missed him three times because he kept, like, moving. They finally hit him. They're like, he, they hit him hard. Enough where they he hit the car and he heard him hit the ground. They're like, he's dead. He has to be dead. He's dead. People start coming by because they hear stuff. Yeah. And they drive away. They're like, he's, he's a goner. He spent two weeks in the hospital, came back to the bar. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I love that he keeps going back. going back. My friend. Yeah. He's getting free drinks. Because he's like, because he gets drunk and blacks out or passes out. And then he's like, oh, what happened? They're like, you walked out of the bar, you hit by car. Did you're you ever almost... get blackout drunk where you like don't like remember that, what happened? No. Not like that. Uh, not like that. They I've gotten f- drunk and forgotten things, definitely. Mind you, they hit him at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> That's how I hit that deer. I got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got blackout drunk once. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the Disney cruise and my oh, friend when you when you made out. Yeah. What? When you you had a romantic Oh, that, that, was, that was after that was, that was after one. this event. Yeah. Um so my friend he was like so in the Disney cruise they have like a little kids club, they have a teen club and then they have like a club for 21 and over. I was 15 at the time, I believe. So I was right at the perfect age for the uh teen, the teen club. club. My friend was 17, I believe, or he had just turned 18 and he was not eligible for the teen club anymore. Right. So he couldn't hang out when I was in there and he was like upset about it. And the the ship went to one of these ports and he went off the boat and he got a ton of vodka mm-hmm. and he brought it back to the room. I was like, hey, let's just drink. And me and him just started drinking the vodka and I passed out completely. I have no memory of like like from drinking to sleeping. What happened? I woke up. My mother was slapping me in the face on oh the floor. God. He was like wasted in the bathtub mm-hmm. with the bath water flowing out. Yes. And my parents took me out of the room, dragged me into my room, put me into the bed. And they didn't let me order room service. And they made me just stay in the room as I like Ruined recovered. The, the trip. And his mother his trip. sent him on the helicopter. His mother got a helicopter yeah. to take. Have I told this on the pod? Before? Yes, you have. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know I told okay. you. new listeners. It's fine. And the, she paid for a helicopter to come to the, the boat right. and escort him off the boat. Right. And that's when you got blacked out, huh? And that was the one time I got blackout drunk where I have no memory of like what happened from drinking mm-hmm. to, to like to waking recovery. up. Yeah. Yeah. Waking up in Memphis. <laughs> uh, Is that a song? No. I'm walking in, in Memphis. Walking in Memphis. It's waking up somewhere, songs. though. It's been in a few songs. There's Memphis. a song. Yeah, I guess. Why not? What, waking up in... Is it Taylor Swift? Waking up in Vegas. Vegas. That's what you get for waking, waking up in Vegas. Vegas. I think it's Katy Perry. Okay. That was Katy Perry? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah so song by Katy like Perry. It. All right. So yeah, I know my yeah, you know. Gum pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so continue. Okay. I'm enjoying your tale. Oh, yeah. So five days later, no reports of death. He shows back up at the bar, and he's just like damaged a little bit, but he's ready to drink. So they're like, all right, we got to kill this guy. Like, we actually have <laughs> to kill him because time's running out. <laughs> they make him pass out again, put him in the bed. They put just a, give up. They put a hose in his mouth, <laughs> connect it to a gas jet, and turn the gas on. What? So they shoot gas into it's, his lungs. They try to gas suffocate him. him. They gas him. How did they get him to agree to this? 
He passed out drunk. Oh. This is what they're doing. Have a shot. Have a shot. Yeah, have right, a shot. Right, free. Right. On the house. Let's have right. fun. Ha ha. Pa- he passes out. They're like, we got to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> now. Like, he dies within the hour, sadly. Okay. They got him. But the doctor that was on standby immediately says that he was dead of low bar pneumonia. The cops that got wind that there was this indestructible guy hears that he's dead. Uh-huh. And they yeah, go, like, huh, that's weird. So I'm he did fishy. die. He died. A doctor immediately said he was dead, and then they buried him the next day. And they're like, that's- It happened too fast. That's weird. Yeah. Especially since everyone said he's, he's indestructible. Let's just check this out. Let's investigate yeah. this. Because he was known all over speakeasies. That think, has, the Rasputin Mike. Do you think they paid off the doctors? The doctor yeah, was did. in on it. Yeah, 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 yeah doctor yeah. was in on it. So the police decide to dig up the body, exhume the body, and forensically analyze it and realize- this motherfucker's been through hell. He's been poisoned left and right. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he died of gas. They murdered him. They murdered him. Five men were put on trial. Quincy showed up and he said, yeah. it, <laughs> it was, was murder, murder, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Five of them uh, were put on trial. One went to prison and four of the members were executed the same wow. year in Sing Sing. Why did only one – why was one not killed? I believe one of them – He just watched. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. The the, the okay. details are a little uh, – he might have done a plea. Wait, do, do you have which one? Uh... Uh, Green. So Green was the one who was uh, arrested and not put to death. He definitely ratted. He was the one that drove the taxi. Okay. So – He only hit him with a car. I mean. <laughs> exactly. He didn't – He didn't. <laughs> He didn't do too I much. guess attempted murder is different than murder. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, <laughs> the documentary Name Your Poison debuted on Irish uh, language TV channel, TG4, about Michael Malloy. Is, and there's so, actually a trailer. So, so is it in Gaelic? It's in Gaelic? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> or is it just people with outrageous accents? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it can go many ways with that. Mm. Um, so thick we can't hear it. But yeah, yeah, if you want to check it out, Name Your Poison, I did not watch it. I probably will because that is a, Father a very... F- Interesting, funny story of Iron Mike. You love Father Ted. Father right? Ted rules. And that's my story. That was fun. That was good. Uh, I like that. Yeah, the the Irish Rasputin from Queens. <laughs> um, a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> Jules got no legal tender. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Ant? Um, I have a very famous story, uh, but I don't see us ever having a movie to really cover it. Oh, okay. So I decided I'm going to tell the uh, the epic tale. Of the fall of the Western Empire and Attila. Attila? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, we're in the uh, mid-5th century AD. Okay. Okay. Um, Just to give a kind of set the stage. The Huns. The Huns, yes. Uh, The the Roman Empire. Wildcats. Is uh, kind of been split in two. We have the Eastern Empire and the Western Empire. There's two capitals, Constantinople in the east. Istanbul. Was constant. It was. It was. <laughs> yes. It always is constant. Uh, in the West, the capital has been moved to Ravenna. Oh, it's not. Uh, it's it's mm. not Rome, ah. and it's not Milan, which it had been yeah. prior. Ravenna. Uh, yes, Ravenna is like a swampy fortress city okay. that they've moved the government to because it can be defended yeah. more easily than Rome itself. Um. For about 50 years at this point, the Huns have come out of the East and they are very scary. Uh, by all Roman accounts, they're like grotesque. And Where are the Huns like base? 
Like, where are they from? So, so they come out of the eastern steppelands. The internet. Right. <laughs> the internet. The hunt. That's Brian's porn site. I, yeah. used, to, I used to go on that. Yeah. <laughs> Way back in the day. A lot of viruses. <laughs> yeah, I was like pre-porn up. It was like pictures loading slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they come out of the on out of the eastern Eurasian steppe. But like, where would their base be today? I'm like, okay. tell you, <laughs> <laughs> Kazakhstan. They they start pushing uh, the local tribes into the Roman territory. There's a gigantic refugee crisis. They eventually will set up shop in what is today Hungary. So they're Hungarians. Hung- Hungary is named after the Hun. Ah, yes. I didn't know that. The Hungarian plain. So they're white uh, dudes? They are Asiatics. Uh, for a long time, like when, when people would read Roman accounts of the Huns, they'd think the Romans are just like have never seen Asians before. Uh, and they're terrified of Asian features. I thought they were Asian. They are. But archaeological evidence in more recent years has actually found out that they did shit with like baby skulls. So like when they're, when they're young, when they, when the Huns were like babies, they would wrap their skulls so that they would become elongated, almost like aliens or some shit. Yeah. Baby skulls are very malleable. Right. Um, and if like, so it's actually, so like when you have a baby, if you put a, so let's say you lay a baby flat on like this wood every day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the back, the back of, head of the head becomes shape, flat. Yeah. So it's a thing where they sell these special helmets that you could put on your baby yeah, yeah. to mold their head to like a good shape, a proper shape. Yes. Right. But yeah. Uh, the Romans were terrified of these people. But like I said, it created this this horrible refugee crisis where you had all these Germanic tribes now invading the empire at the same time. Okay. Um, the Goths will have a giant encounter at Adrianople. Um, crossing the Danube frontier. The Franks will move into Gaul. And the, the uh, you know, all different tribes. going All people the splitting up going after. The Vandals eventually will end up carving North. They'll go so far as to carve North Africa out of Well, the they're Empire. Vandals. Of they're course, they're going to leave their mark. That's where the name comes yeah, from because yeah. they will eventually sack Rome and vandalize. They do um, graffiti? Yes. <laughs> dicks everywhere. Uh, There's a punk band, the Vandals, I believe. <laughs> Probably. No, I believe that. <laughs> uh, so first character I want to talk about is this guy, Flavius Atius. He loves flavors. Uh, when he was a kid, he's from the Western Empire. Uh, when he was a kid, he was used as a hostage. And this is a system of diplomacy that the Romans had set up where they would send like nobility, young nobility to live among the barbarians mm-hmm. okay. in exchange for like barbarian princes to come live with them as like a good faith thing. Right. Like we're not going to kill each other. We ha- we're taking care exchange of Exchange students. Yes. Yeah, the so first, he, first exchange program. He lives for a time with the Goths and then eventually with the Huns and he ends up living in the same group as Attila, his brother Bleda, and their uncle. Uh, oh, God, I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but he ends up like having a really good relationship with them. The boys. Yes. With Attila. Yes. And as he grows up, Atius becomes like the top general in the, in the Western Empire. And the Western Empire is very weak at this time. Like I said, they've been invaded by like German tribes. The empire is being held together on paper pretty much and not in reality. 
Uh, I mean, paper is not very strong. I can't exactly. Hold exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the final like fifty to one hundred years of the empire, people will attribute to Atius himself as like just by sheer force of will. Just keeping it. He together. kept it alive. Okay. Um, he's like doing crisis control his entire life essentially. Uh, at one point, through like some backstabbing shit that he's doing, he's he's also incredibly ambitious and in trying to like undermine the emperor. And yeah, the emperor's a child, by the way. Okay. So his mother's in charge, and he's like sewing. He's like trying to take over the government. Yeah, he's like, um, this is not good. I gotta run the show. So he gets on the wrong side of her, and she exiles. He loses a battle to like another Roman army, yeah. and he's forced into exile. And he's he goes to the Huns. And gets them to help him come back and get his own. Like he invades Rome with a Hunnic army. Yeah, and you guys need me. Yes, and he gets his old job back as like the top guy. Anyway. Using Huns. Yes. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Empire, which is much stronger than the Western Empire, it's doing a lot better. Um, the Huns are sitting. They're not really doing much. They just kind of sit and be menacing in on the just north of the Danube local frontier. things, right? Like, yeah, they'll like raid occasionally, but it's more like the fear that they instill that's really what driving the fact that the Rome, the Eastern Empire is sending wagon loads of 700 gold a year in tribute to the Huns. What are they so scared of? It, invasion, but the Huns are the are the the premier military power. In, oh yeah, in Europe at this time, no doubt about it. They they and, can outfight anybody. And the Romans are like, oh, we just got paid these guys. They're off. pay they're paying off the Huns to not attack them. Okay, they do this, you know, for years. Eventually, Attila's uncle, who was like their leader, dies, and this leaves Attila and his brother in charge. They decide, oh, the the kind of uh, dynastic crisis this creates. The Romans think now's a good time to stop paying. Now's the time. Yes. So Attila and his brother are like, okay, you want to cut off the tap? Now we're going to invade you. So they go down into the Eastern Empire and they sack city after city after city. And the Romans have dealt with this type of thing before from, you know, barbarian yeah. invasions. This is, but it's a very much weaker Rome than the, that had been around in the past. And They're not the big boys. The Huns. The Unlike the rest of the Germanics that they've been dealing with for centuries, are really good at sieges. They can, they have insane military tactics. Right, they can yeah. take over. They can breach walls. Whereas it, in the old days, if the Goths came and besieged your city, you get all the people and the food and anything you can grab and get it behind the walls, and you know they'll fuck around, they'll burn things for a while, and eventually go home. And you'll be fine. And you'll be all right. The Huns, no. the Huns, way better. So the Romans send out an army to the East, this is all Eastern Empire. They send out an army to fight Attila and he annihilates it. Uh, there's nothing left. The road to Constantinople is open. Now, Constantinople uh, has these walls, the Theodosian walls. This is probably the second most famous fortification ever. I have heard of the Theodosian walls. Yeah. Um, other than like the Great Wall of China, these are like the most famous walls in history, I think. Walls, walls of Jericho? Good wall. no, that's a good, that's a, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, you take those down with a trumpet, I believe. Now, right? the, the Theodosian walls are, they're, they're actually like two sets of walls. Okay. So you've got the smaller wall oh, in the Paul, front. Real quick, we're talking about walls. Yeah. How do we not bring up the Berlin Wall? I mean. Oh, yeah, that's, that's another <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, that's a shitty wall. 
Yeah, it fell apart pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a fence. <laughs> kind of just hop over it, really. Um, but this this wall, it's got, you know, an outer wall, then like a open ground where people on like the inner wall zone. will yeah, now you're in a killing zone. It's got like spikes and shit. Um, and then you've got the main big wall on the inner wall, right? Yeah. These it's this it's is tough. this is for real. But the road, like I said, the road is open to Constantinople. And just at that moment, as fate would have it, a gigantic earthquake hits Constantinople. And creates giant holes in the Theodosian walls. Oh, no. Damn. And by some insane miracle, the people of Constantinople, motivated by fear and terror, essentially, managed to work around the clock and just in time for Attila to reach the Build city. The wall. Rebuild the wall. And <laughs> fix everything. Like, in a matter, in like, in miraculous time. Right? So they saved the city. Okay. The Huns can't break through, but they stick around for a while. They do some more damage. They take out two more Roman armies that get sent against them. The Eastern Empire is fucked. They're done. Yeah. But the, Ro- the Huns remains. do not want to kill the goose that lays the golden egg. They're not there for territory. They're there for loot. So they cut a deal. They increase the annual indemnity to 1,400 pounds of gold a year. And they go home. It's a lot of gold. Yes. So now the Huns are happy. They're being, you know, well paid. Right. Now I'm going to switch over to the Western Empire. Okay. Where Aetius is frantically trying to hold it together. This is at Ravenia? Ravenna. Ravenna. Yeah. So the Emperor Valentinian III, he's got a sister. He's a saint, right? No, I don't think so. St. Valentine? No. Valentinian. Valentinian III. Um, Close enough. He's got a sister named Honoria. She's annoying. <laughs> Honoria, in nature. She's honorable, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Um, she's young. She's Lethal. Uh, headstrong. <laughs> She'll she take on anyone. <laughs> she, she wants uh, some excitement in her life. And she is betrothed to a senator. Uh, Sounds exciting. Her Herculanus. Come he on. is dull <laughs> and predictable. He has a strong asshole. And he's old. <laughs> Her- Herculanus. Yeah. She does not want to marry Herculanus. Who would? <laughs> so she writes a letter. And it says, Dear Attila, come rescue me from this marriage. And she includes a signet ring with it. And like, this sends is it out. Well, a ring. Yeah. Attila gets the message. He reads it. And he says, I accept your proposal for marriage. Yeah. Now, that's what it seems Whether like. if that's what she meant or not, he's decided. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. And he it sends back fun. a message saying, I require half of the empire as a dowry. Now everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> Is this the first awful? <laughs> this is like a treachery on the level of Eve. <laughs> like, think of what this woman did. She was bored. She couldn't just she, she couldn't bored. just marry Herculanus. Instead, she had to destroy Rome <laughs> by asking the barbarian to come destroy them. 
So needless to say, wow. uh, the Empire writes back, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so Attila now has to invade. And he, I, I, Does he I, have to invade? I don't think. I think he just wanted to. He wanted to, to yeah. yeah. He, well, she gave him an excuse. She gave him a pretext. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. So he, he, you'd think like if he was serious about marrying her, he would have went straight for Italy, but he doesn't. He goes to Gaul. He crosses the Rhine and starts sacking towns. In France. In, in Gaul, yeah. He actually, there's an interesting story. When he gets to Paris, uh, the people of Paris go out in front of the city and they're led by this woman, Genevieve. Genevieve. <laughs> <laughs> and they pray. And for whatever reason, he doesn't kill them. Is he Christian? No. Okay. What um, is he? Some pagan, pagan fucking shit. Eastern okay. step shit. Tangrist religions. Okay. Um, but so he just doesn't kill them. He doesn't kill them. And now Jean Viev is now Saint Jean Viev, the patron saint of Paris. Okay. Um, he goes to Orléans. Mm. Besieges the city. Atheus is... Fucked. He's like, God damn it. So he goes to the Goths and their King Theodoric. Where are they? They're in Gaul. Okay. They're, they're, in- they're like in Gaul and Spain, like okay. in the West. And he begs them to join him in a last alliance against the enemy of my enemies. So the Goths join, the, after some prodding, the Goths join up and the Franks join up and they have this final coalition. So who is it? It's the Goths? The Romans, the Franks, the Goths, and anybody else who's in the area that wants to join up. Basically the entire Western. Yes. This is I honestly think this, this is probably what Lord of the Rings was inspired by. That, that's oh, you the think la- so? The Last Alliance thing. Yeah. Um, huh. That's interesting. So they go to Orleone and they and Attila. Well, the- Attila can't be killed by a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he abandons the siege. And moves to a place that he finds that will be a favorable battleground for them. And the place he picks is called the Catalonian Plains. Spain? No. Oh. It's in Gaul. Because ah. uh, at Catalonia, I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. Southern? They, uh, I think. I'm not sure. I'm sure you could look up where it is exactly. Uh, the Catalonian Fields. Um, they have one of the largest battles of antiquity. It's easily like... I mean, you these, most of the world. The sources <laughs> will tell you that like each side has five hundred thousand men on it, um, which is not possible. It's probably closer to like two or three. The Wikipedia 000. page yeah. doesn't even have casualties. Like sources vary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the sources tell us that they kind of had a race to the top of this hill, and the allies will get to the top first and use the terrain to kind of hold against the Hunnic nope. onslaught. Yeah. And Attila... They had the high ground. ...is, is defeated. Okay. Now, his army is not destroyed, uh, but he loses the battle decisively. The Roman, for, the Roman, you know, allied army takes a hit too. King Theodoric dies in the battle. So the Goths... Who's the Goths The Goths king? are now kingless. Uh, Attila now has to make his way out of Gaul back to the Hunnic lands. And he will be shadowed the entire time by Aetes's army, never really attacking him because he doesn't want to, because Attila's leaving. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to risk the uh, 
you know, resurgent Hun thing. They want to fuck this up. Well, isn't his, but what they uh, will do is keep because the Huns kind of live off the land. They don't have these long supply lines. They just steal shit. Yeah. So they keep them from doing that. They won't like when reach. when like uh, raiding parties will go out to try and get food and shit. That's when they'll attack. Mm-hmm. So they're forced to go home. So Attila goes home in the winter. I imagine he's probably stewing. He's pissed. He's pissed. Summer comes. Does the other guys have to be celebrated? Oh right? yeah, this is this is miraculous. No one's ever yeah. been able. He's been un- invincible for years at this yeah. point. Um, he decides. Do you think Herculanus's marriage uh, <laughs> continued? <laughs> I imagine that wasn't a happy house. Yeah. <laughs> look, look what you did. <laughs> um, he might have just been a weak man. Like, hey, I, uh, it's okay. I get it. You know. <laughs> I like to think he's your regular dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Attila, you know, he goes home that winter and he's pissed. So come the summer, it's time to invade Italy. It's raiding time. It's raiding time. So they swoop through the eastern passes of the Alps and hit the city of Aquilia. Yeah. Aquilia. Aquilia. Aquilia was the famous fortress city in northern Italy that when barbarians would come and try to swoop in Italy. That was the end. It was the, no, it was the first line of defense. Oh, okay. It's long standed as this impenetrable Roman fortress city. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, you're not getting past that. It's done. The Huns rip it apart brick by brick and leave it as nothing but a ruin. Like, there's nothing left. It's done. They're done. They burn, they smash and smash. There are a few survivors. And those survivors will run into the nearby marshes where there are some islands that they set up shop for the next thousand years and build the city called Venice. Really? Yes. So this leads to Venice. Yes. Holy shit. Um, Attila moves on across northern Italy, sacking everything in his path. They destroy Milan, uh, which was the last Roman capital uh, before Ravenna. And he's ready to move south. Since the military is fucked and can't really fight him, the Senate and Emperor decide they'll do the next best thing. They'll try diplomacy since nothing else has worked. Yeah. So they do you s- want the girl? They send. <laughs> we still got her. <laughs> a retinue of senators, I imagine, with quite a bit of gold on them. Yeah. And the Bishop of Rome, Leo I, who is the Pope. Okay. And they have a conversation with Attila, and somehow Leo convinces him to turn around and go home. Stop. Stop. Um, This will immediately make the Pope into a superstar. This is the Mm -hmm. birth of the papacy, essentially. It's like, holy shit. Yes. You saved- When Rome falls, this is the authority. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, I think it was probably had more to do with the fact that- The gold? After well, yes, he was definitely or he bribed. Before doing definitely the same bribed. Thing. The the Huns probably were so overladen with treasure that yeah. they had to go home and make a deposit. Okay. Like there's no mm-hmm. point going south. Not to mention northern Italy was going through a famine at the time, so, so they were probably looking get? hungry. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we will spare the Rome, the Italian peninsula and go home. So victorious Attila goes home. And he's, you know, hero of the day among the Huns. They love him. They love him. He is God. He gets a new wife. 
and has a wedding party. And that night of his wedding, he starts drinking and drinking and drinking and dies. He wasn't a homeless guy. That he was his homeless. <laughs> he could have took a page out of Mike's drinks book. himself to death. Probably like vomits in his sleep. Do you think he was poisoned fucking... by his wife? I don't think so. I think he's just yeah. fucking a barbarian. <laughs> I like to think an Italian like mafioso dude think, like poisoned his wife. Early, possible. They were they days. they did try to assassinate him. Hundred percent. Yeah. That sounds poisoning. Uh, and that is the end of Attila the Hun. Um, Atius, the great hero. Yeah. Uh, Valentinian, who he was wasn't able to do anything about this other invasion. No, the coalition was over. Okay, uh, Valentin Valentinian, who is no longer a child, uh, has people whispering in his ear that Atius has to go is a problem. And one day, Atius is giving a military report in the palace in front of the entire court. He turns around. And Valentinian himself walks up to him and just stabs him in the back. In the back? <laughs> in the back. Uh, in front of everyone. Geez. And that is, uh, that's the end of my story. Not long after this, the entire Western Empire well, what? Yeah, so what, just finish the story. So what happens, basically? Oh, Valentinian's immediately discredited. He's removed. They, they have a series, like the dynasty's over. Yeah. Now you've got like rogue German generals that call themselves emperor for the next like 40, 50 years. Okay. And the, oh, the city, Rome gets sacked again by the Vandals. I, I, the, the side story to all of this is that the Vandals, the Africa, right, is where Rome, the, Italy's food comes from Africa. Okay. Like the African provinces ship food, weed and stuff. Yeah. And for, you know, the last, couple of hundred years, the Mediterranean has been completely in Roman hands. It's completely safe. The yeah. Navy is out of practice. Uh, the, when the Vandals cross into Africa, they seize the entire region. Easily. And decide that the next course of action is to build a fleet and become pirates. So they start invading these like little islands in the Mediterranean and just using them as pirate bases. So now all shipping is under attack at all times. Mm -hmm. The empire can't live. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like once the, t once the, there's no one to come and collect the taxes, eventually they pull the legions out of Britain. So Britain just gets yeah, abandoned. They just leave it. Right? Yeah. Um, it's over. You can't call it an empire anymore after yeah. a while. There's just independent kingdoms. They just pockets. slowly yeah. shrink down. Yeah, now, now Gaul is the kingdom of the Franks. Okay. Italy is the kingdom of the Ostrogoths. Spain is the kingdom of the Visigoths. It's over. Okay. A lot of Goths. And yeah. Rome is just a part of the Ostrogoths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No hot topics. <laughs> no. no. And, and this Nero is there and it falls apart, right? Nero? What? Nero's been dead for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, because that's when it split the first time, right? He was the last emperor of the Julio-Claudian okay. dynasty. Um, Justinian will try and get it all back. Yeah. You know, this is the Byzantine period. Yeah, this is when they become, that's in the Byzantine, Byzantine Empire the Eastern The Eastern Empire doesn't fall. Yeah. It stays intact and they it become becomes the, Byzant the Byzantines. Eventually, Justinian is, is the last Latin-speaking emperor. Okay. After that, they switch to Greek. And they're kind of a different culture altogether. Oh, okay. That's why they're called Byzantine and not just the continuing Roman. They would have called themselves Romans until the day they would. The Theodosian walls that I talked about before yeah. eventually get some holes put in them by the Ottomans with guns. Yeah, the Muslims take it off. They right? last long enough where cannons are needed to blow okay. the fucking walls apart. 
Yeah. It's a good ride. Mm-hmm. 1452, I believe. Wow, what the story? <laughs> What's the story? That yeah. is an epic one. Yeah, they'll never do that kidding. in a movie. It's too much. I could that could have existed in like the 2005, like a Rome series. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like if series. Rome went like yeah. 13 years. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but it, I, I didn't see us ever like covering that topic, so I thought, let me bang it. Yeah, this I don't one think out. there's an Attila movie, right? Let, let me check. Not a major one, anyway. I think there's like, t- there's probably TV shit. It, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising, but <laughs> why isn't there? That would work. I think I think you could do one. I think that's cool. Uh, there's a TV miniseries mm-hmm. and a 1954 film. Attila. I mean, didn't they do like a- Anthony Quinn plays Attila? Really? With Sophia Loren? Oh, this we gotta, we gotta do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who plays Honoria? Sophia Loren. <laughs> I bet Maybe. she's Honoria. <laughs> Let's say. Um, yup, she's Honoria. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Valentino Caesar's in there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> wow. I think that would be the oldest film we'd have covered. Not counting the special. Probably, yeah. Hmm. That right. was pretty interesting. It's mm-hmm. pick time. It's cool. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first because my movie's coming out first. Sure. I'll go uh, second. I am going to pick Amistad, which we already said. And we're having our special guest, Chris Lodondo, join us. Yes. Returning. Our export in- uh, All things African-American. American. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, def- he's definitely a, uh, an expert, <laughs> say that. We're not friends with any black people. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> we used to be. We grew apart and they moved away. He's a PhD. He lives yeah. in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to do this one. Yeah. And you could do the other one? Okay. Okay. I'm going to do Diallo. Yeah. There you go. I want to do the St. Valentine's Day Massacre from 1967. Yes. Oh, Chicago. We're going to the Chicago way. We're going back. We're going going back. back. Revisiting. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going back a little bit in the movie time here. 67. I like it. I love that period. Yeah. It's a good time. And uh, I guess, I don't know if we, did we just, did we decide we're doing come and see? Do we have to? We can do whatever you want. All right, let's do come and see. All right, that was right, quick. Cool. So, <laughs> I so, figured he'd pick something else. I, I just, that's what we talked about. So you said you want to do something Russian. So there we go. We are I doing figured more, uh, the light, Soviet World more, War II uh, fucking. A more lighthearted one. No, this is brutal. <laughs> this is brutal Jesus and fucked up. I have never seen it. It's, yeah. um, it's revered it is, as one of the best it's movies ever. Best. So I, have, movies. I have heard nothing but good things. It's a masterpiece on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. I believe it is like the third ranked highest film of people I've I've seen it. it. Oh, yeah. you have? I, yes. I, I haven't seen I it. I saw it in, a, in theaters, actually. They re-released it. In like a indie theater in Manhattan. And I oh went, wow! I went to go see it. It uh, it meets the hype. I don't know. Okay, don't say anything else. I don't That's know. It. Don't say anything else. Uh, wait, wait. I want. I want to go in. Yeah. Kind of uh, without knowing anything. So, I'm I'm, I'm excited to watch it again because I I kind of want a new perspective on it. Mm. Well, the it first is, time uh, you're taking it in. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like mm-hmm. you you're examining think, it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay, that sounds fun. All right. Well, that's it. That's it, guys. Yes. All right. Thumbs up. We'll see you next time with 
Amistad. Amistad. Amistad 2. Yes. Want to give a big thank you to everybody listening and or watching. We greatly appreciate it. Want to give a thank you to Tom, Steve, Dave, Roy, Walt, Q, Get Him, letting us record down in the studio. Thank you guys so much. Ant is purposely slurping loud to try to ruin my thing. Right? Am I right? Yes. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> just He's like Jules and Right up to the mic and just... Yeah, he's Jules and Pulp. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a, <laughs> Which big kahuna burger? It's so <laughs> unintimidating what he's doing. Unintimidating? To slurp a soda and just like menacingly stare. If he didn't have the straw, it would be better. But I, but it's kind of great that that's what he's doing, you know? <laughs> well, he, it's not even his drink. It's somebody else's. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's taking it's the definitely guys, intimidating. Yeah. I just don't think you can ever look cool. Hamburger while sipping a straw. Part of any nutritious breakfast. Doesn't uh, Michael Madsen do the same thing in Reservoir Dogs? I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs in a while. Isn't he sipping a soda, like a a drink like that? Yes. You're going to bark all day, little dog? You're going to bite? It's not somebody else's drink. It's his. It's his. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not his. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, uh, thank you all for listening and or watching. We greatly appreciate it. Follow the show everywhere on social media. Reviewing History Pod, our view History Pod on Twitter. Um, go to the website, buy some merch, leave a review on Apple iTunes, podcast, Spotify. Please tell a friend, help potential sponsors find the show. We really want to grow. We want a big year. We want the big year. Um, <laughs> the biggest. Yeah. Follow me personally. See every fucking, fucking bird, bird on this continent. <laughs> every single Do you think one. that there's like an even bigger big year where you do like every bird around the world? Is that even possible? You want to do big year instead of fucking come and see? <laughs> Can we? Instead of the, the, the epic Russian war movie, do we do big year? <laughs> Is big year really based on a true story? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I, I think the the idea of like bird watching is, but I don't think it's based on real people. If it is, we might have to do a quick audible. <laughs> the film is loosely based on true accounts. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. I'll leave it in your hands. You got free reign. You decide our fate. Do we do the gritty war movie hailed as one of the best movies ever? Or do we do fucking Biggie? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing Biggie. Yeah! Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> that episode's gonna stink, but I'm so happy. What what I love about this We're just gonna have to talk about birds. What I no. Here's what I, here's what I really love about this. Someone shut furious it, right now. No. So well yes, but someone was watching, turned it off. <laughs> Because they're like, oh, Brian's doing the exit spiel. And they didn't stick around to the end. And now we're fucking rug pulling them. And we're doing fucking big ears. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, they're going to watch the wrong thing. All right, we're doing big ear. Fuck yeah. Uh, follow me personally oh, so on all social media. At Brian Rupert, that's with two Ps. Follow me on Letterboxd. I rank or review every single movie I watch. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.